you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. For he is great and greatly to be praised. Come on, somebody lift up that name right now. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. Thank you, Pastor Jordan, for those kind words. And uh, I want to say thank you to this church for being so supportive of our camp meeting for the last several years and uh, coming and attending and helping us. Thank you so much. And I want to give honor to Pastor Jordan and his family, sweet wife. and um, They have been friends and confidants to my kids and uh, have been true friends to them and we certainly appreciate that. You know, um, I tell folks all the time, I, I don't envy pastors today. I pastored for around 17, 18 years and got out while the getting was good. And uh, it's not easy. But I thank God for men of God that will set their feet and set their face like a flint and refuse to be moved by the patterns of this world. And I appreciate that so much. Now, before the night's over, you're going to realize that all of those nice things that your pastor said, the fact that I'm district superintendent is not because of my preaching. But I am grateful for the privilege, you know, we preachers are so sneaky. I just called to see if Pastor Jordan would let me park here. Our camp opens tomorrow. and I just called to see if he'd let me park my RV here. And I, I just had a feeling I was going to get to come to church here tonight. But I sure, I told him, I said, listen. I will be content to come and worship and preach with you. And I would be. I, uh, I'm so grateful for all of those of you that have been friends through the years. We've been connected to this church for a long time. And uh, I appreciate all of you being here tonight. I got something that I need to say to you before I begin my message. 
I know you don't know me, but I know you know the God that I know. And uh, I preached in Kokomo this morning, and of course, immediately when I got out of the pulpit there, my mind started coming to this place, and the Spirit of the Lord began to speak to me, and I don't, I just, I just say what God says to say, and you'll have to take care of the rest. This is what I keep hearing about this assembly. You are at a crossroads. And at that crossroad, there is a wall that must come down. And the only way for that wall to be brought down is for there to be a response team that rises up in the midst of this people. A people who will not be moved or distracted or detoured by the things of the world around us. You will not allow circumstances to dictate your direction or your future, but you will respond to the call of God as God has you at the crossroads. Individually and collectively, God is calling this church to a place of response. You can no longer sit idly by and simply allow the things of this life to just keep passing you by. But God is desiring to open up the heavens and to pour out a Holy Ghost outpouring and apostolic anointing in your midst. But you must respond. He will not come and he will not do what he will do if you refuse to respond to what he's calling you to do. Your idleness will cause you to miss what God is about to do in this place. A few weeks ago, just standing a few weeks ago, I was praying and asking God about the condition of his church. We've gone through a whole lot in the last year, and there have been a lot of, in my mind, in my heart, and forgive me, we've, we've been manipulated, we've been pushed in a corner, we've been humiliated in some cases. Somebody help me right here. And oftentimes, even the enemy has made us to believe that perhaps the church was on the brink of destruction. But as I was praying and talking to God, God said, no, she's not on the brink of destruction, but in fact, she's on the brink of distinction. I'm about to raise up a people in this 21st century that will become distinct among all other people because she will produce miracle signs and wonders. Uh, she will produce a supernatural outpouring of my spirit that has been unprecedented uh, until now. She will be distinct. I'd like to tell this church, and forgive me today, 
but you are not like any other church in this community. And God is about to set you apart from the rest of this community. Listen to me right now. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right here. God is about to set this assembly apart from every other church in this community because there's going to be a fire that emanates from this place that will cause this community to be turned upside down and they will run to the house of God because it is here that they will find what they need for their circumstance. Come on, somebody praise him right now. Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Sister Jordan, I feel a breaking. I, I see a tearing apart of something that has been detrimental to you. I see God reaching down in his hand, crushing that and removing it in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands, Lord, right now. Let your hand reach down and crush it. God, destroy it. She is your daughter. God, and it's your will, God, that she operate in your kingdom to full capacity, that she might be used mightily in this last day, in Jesus' name. Ah, hallelujah. Woo! I feel something moving in this place right now. Mm, I feel the angel of the Lord, Pastor Jordan. I feel it in this place right now. Yay! Somebody praise him one more time. to you a minute. In Casper, Wyoming, there's a place where Indians once slaughtered giant herds of buffalo by driving them into a deep gorge. That place has an unusual name. 20 miles west of Idaho Falls, there's a remnant of a 5,000-year-old lava flow. It, too, has the same name. As Route 66 leaves Missouri for Kansas, there's an old abandoned processing plant that once serviced dormant zinc and lead mines. That place has the same unusual name. 
And finally, during World War II, there was a makeshift hospital in Italy built between a fuel depot and an ammunition depot. The hospital was within reach of the German guns. There, six nurses died tending to the wounded. This place, like others, is known by the same name, and it is called Hell's Half Acre. I want to preach to this church tonight about victory in Hell's Half Acre. I rise on this Sunday night to tell you that we are not defeated. We are not beaten, nor will we be beaten. But in this last day, there will be a people that rises up uh, that says, I refuse to give ground. Uh, I refuse to back up. Uh, I refuse to quit. Uh, hey, I'm going to stand and fight. First Samuel 14 and 13, and I'll let you be seated. And Jonathan climbed up upon his hands and upon his feet and his armor bearer after him. And they fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer slew after him. And that first slaughter which Jonathan and his armor bearer made was about 20 men within, as it were, a half acre of land. Hell's half acre. Which a yoke of oxen might plow. And there was trembling in the host, in the field, and among all the people. The garrison and the spoilers, they also trembled, and the earth quaked. So it was very great trembling. I want you to put your Bibles down. And I'm going to preach to you about victory in hell's half acre. But this is what I want you to do right now. I want you to ask God as you lift your hands to the Lord. I want you to ask God to put the spirit of a warrior in your soul tonight. Come on all across this congregation. Right now in the name of Jesus Christ of God. God, I release the spirit of the warrior to inhabit the soul of men and women in this place. God, let us rise up in this hour and do battle, God. To do battle, God, for your kingdom's sake. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord and you may be seated. On this half acre, there was opposition. But on this half acre, there was also victory. You see, God delights in taking the weak things and making them strong. God delights in looking at insurmountable odds and turning them around in the favor of his people. I don't know that we really grasp the, uh, uh, the magnitude of what God is about to do in this last day. But I want you to hear me right now. If I know anything, I know this. God is expediting the things that he has promised to do 
in his kingdom in this last day. You better know this. The Bible said that Satan knew that he had but a short time. So he's fighting with everything that he can. But God said, wait just a minute. Uh, I don't operate on timelines. Uh, I operate in my time. Uh, and I'm getting ready to do something in the midst of my people like they've never seen before. I'm just looking for somebody that's not afraid of the battle. I'm looking for somebody that's not afraid of the fight. I'm looking for somebody that'll stick your heels in the mud and say, I am not giving up any ground. God enjoys showing up when the deck seems stacked against us. You see, man's extremity invites God's majesty. Woo. God's word declares that there will always be a faithful remnant. There will be some people who will not give up on God. Listen, listen, I, I said something a while ago in the word from the Lord, and I want you to get it very clearly. You are, you cannot sit in idleness because your idleness will be your demise. What are you saying, Bishop? I'm trying to tell somebody you're going to have to pray like you haven't prayed in a long time. You're going to have to push away from the table like you haven't pushed away from the table in a long time. You're going to have to witness like you haven't witnessed in a long time. You're going to have to release fear and cause God to release faith in you like you haven't in a long time. There must be a boldness that rises up. Say, well, oh, preacher, I'm timid. I'm quiet. Quit. Just quit. You need to rise up and be bold. You've got the greatest power that any human being could possess living down inside of you. It's called the Holy Ghost. And there is nothing that can prevail against the power of the Holy Ghost. If you will unify it and unite it with your faith, there's nothing that can stop you. We read a lot of things in the Word of God about men and women who have stood. Like those three Hebrew children they don't bow, they don't bend, and they don't burn. Naaman's maid that sings a song in a strange land. Obadiah that refuses to bow to the worship of the majority. Regardless of what others do, the remnant holds to God. I don't, I don't know how to say this except to just say this. Do you understand that not everybody in this room is going to make it? 
Well, that's good news, Bishop. Now, let me just tell you this. The choice is yours. You won't be lost for lack of preaching. You won't be lost for lack of teaching. You won't be lost for lack of availability of the presence and power of God. But you will be lost if you sit idly by and let apostolic revival in this 21st century pass you by. It's here. We're not waiting on it to show up. Come on, somebody. We're not waiting on God. God is waiting on us. He's waiting for us to respond to what he's already doing in the land. Come on, somebody, make up your mind right now. I want you to tell God, I'm in, God. I'm in. story in our text is about two men, part of a revivalistic remnant. They refused to accept no for an answer. You know, one of the things that's happened in, the, in this past year is that people that were supposed to be people of faith have become intimidated. Oh, we, we can't speak out because somebody, somebody might label us. Let me just tell you something. I want to be labeled. I'm not trying to be political here, even though I could be. I'm not trying to be political here. But I want you to understand something very well. I don't care what the government has tried to produce. I don't care what doctor has tried. To, you know who I'm talking about. Has tried to produce. They don't have the answers. They don't know what they're doing. They just pretend to know what they're doing. Come on, somebody. And what they've tried to do is cover your face and take away your identity. Tried to push you into a dark corner and shut your mouth. But I rise on this Sunday night to call on the church of the living God to say no. Not anymore. We're going to take back what belongs to us and more. We refuse to be moved. We will win. Not on our ground, but on hell's half acre. Feel like I'm about to blow up up here. I'm telling you, we got to rise up. You need to quit being quiet. You need to quit being shy. You, you need to look folks in the eye that don't have no faith. They don't have no Holy Ghost. They don't have no power. And tell them, I've got a God that's able to heal. I've got a God that's able to keep. I've got a God that's able to deliver. Come on, somebody help me right here. 
Here's where we are. You see, Israel had displeased God. The nation had grown weary, watch me here, of the moral Samuel. And chose the amoral Saul. Listen to me, pastor. I hope I don't make you regret this. But I want you to hear me right now. You better choose righteousness. I'm telling you that abortion is murder. And if you stand for somebody or something that stands for that, you're in agreement with their policy. I know. Hear me right now. I'm telling you that God made a man and a woman. And he intended for a man and a woman to be together in marriage for life. Ah, hallelujah. I'm going to tell you that God doesn't have 50 sexes or 100 sexes or whatever they say. There's male and female. That's all God made. And if you're standing with them that are standing with them, then you're no different than them. Come on, I'm talking about hell's half acre. Somebody's got to stand flat-footed and like hell in the eye and say, oh, no, you're not pushing me off this ground. We're taking it back, and we will defend it. Watch this. Uh, pastor sent me a message um, yesterday. He said, uh, if you have the energy, I'd like for you to preach for me tomorrow night. I sent him back a message and I said, I have the energy. You listen to me. If anything energizes me, it's doing what I do right now. Luke says, there's nobody in the world that loves to preach any more than my daddy does. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm sick of the devil. I'm sick of the lies of this world. And I'm sick of folks that are backing up and letting them prevail. Hear me right now. I've been a part of this too long. I've given blood, sweat, and tears to it too long. I've prayed and fasted and sought God too long. I'm not going to step back and let hell have what I fought for. I, I done made some of you mad because you're sitting there like bumps on a log, but I'm telling you, it's time for us to take back hell's half acre. You may see, see this is the problem. She grew weary of looking to a prophetic word and chose carnal methodology. She turned from a theocracy 
believing there is one God to a monarchy. That the government was more powerful Watch this. She trusted in herself more than her Savior. I'll figure this out. Don't, don't approach me on that, preacher. I'll figure this out. So Saul is appointed king and promptly forsakes God. God forsakes Saul except to make sure that he's tormented by what might have been. I don't know about you, but I know about me. I'm not going to yoke myself to anything or anybody that's been forsaken by God. forsaken by God, Bishop, because they're not in alignment with the Word of God or the Spirit of God, and God said, I won't dwell in any unclean thing. He said, be ye holy, for I am holy, and if you're not holy, you're not yoked to Him, because you can't be yoked to Him and not be holy. So, as in other times in the scripture, and this is where we're at in 2021, God permits the enemy to rise as Israel falls. The enemy comes against Israel to inflict destruction and 30,000 iron chariots and 6,000 mounted cavalry and an army as numerous as the sands of the seashore oppresses Israel. Watch it now. There's no smith in Israel. No weaponry in Israel. No king worth speaking of. Israelites flee from the Philistines and take cover. And those that remain with King Saul are about 600 men and they were frightened and miserable. They followed this king of their own making with more than just a little regret. Ah, let me just pause and tell you that there are going to be some folks that are going to live with regret with the decisions that they're making or have made in their lives. I'm not talking about folks out in the world. I'm talking about apostolic folk. I'm talking about apostolic folk uh, that know better, uh, that know what's right. Uh, hear me right now. You better make up your mind. You're going to yoke yourself up with righteousness. Uh, you're going to yoke yourself up with holiness. Uh, you're going to yoke yourself up with separation from the world. Because the world can't save you. The world don't care if you go to hell. But God cares if you go to hell. Watch this. You, you'd be seated. I'm sorry. King Saul didn't know whether to attack 
surrender or run. So he plopped down beneath a pomegranate in Gibeah. And the armies of God camped out while the enemy reigned supreme. Just nudge your neighbor and tell him, you're not going to be able to sit still and win this. You see, this is the Saul system at work in the religious world. Watch me here. A convocation of marshmallow roasters. A fellowship with a do not disturb sign hanging outside the door. Look, I'm all right here behind the door. I'm sorry, Pastor. I'm all right here behind the door, but don't bother me. I, I don't want any confrontation. I just want the devil to know, this, I'm not talking for you now. I just want the devil to know I'm looking for a fight. Oh, boy, preacher, you don't. My Bible says greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He loses. It might not be 10 days. It might not be a hundred days. It might not be a thousand days. But he loses and I win. Because I refuse to give up. Satan longs to put fear in the hearts of of God's people. That method usually works. Watch me here, listen. When we compromise, backslide, and quit reaching for God. You can at least tell Luke I preached a good Wednesday night Bible study. Watch. For the righteous are as bold as a lion. The righteous, everybody shout righteous. The righteous refuse to rest while the enemy runs rampant in the land. I'm calling this church, come out from amongst the pomegranate tree there's an enemy that's awaiting your challenge there's an enemy that's awaiting your fight you're not going to have revival until you become a fighter I said you're not going to have revival until you become a fighter until you look the enemy in the eye point your finger at him and say it's on let's Get it on right here. This is what I know about the day that we live in. There's spiritual fruit ripe for the picking. For those who believe, you will have victory. Let me, let me tell you what I see in this church right here, right now. 
you forgive me, I'm not, I'm not a pretty preacher. But this is what I see in this church right here. I see two factions in this church. I see two factions. I see a people that are sitting on the edge of their seat that are waiting for God's next move and God's next decree. And then I see another people that are sitting back saying, well, let's just see if that happens. Watch me here. I'm going to tell you, you're going to miss what God's about to do because God's going to do it with or without you. You hear me? You hear me right now? I'm telling you without a doubt that God's getting ready to blow the mind of this community with what he's about to do. And you got a choice. I'm either going to be right in the middle of it all or I'm going to sit on the sideline. And if you do, you're going to miss what God's going to do because he's going to do it. Here's the two, you can sit. Here's the two factions. You ready? Scripture said there are two swords in Israel. Two swords. One was in the hand of King Saul, and the other was in the hand of Jonathan. One was sheathed, and the other one was ready to do battle. It's in this church. I don't know this church. I, look. I didn't talk to your pastor about nothing. Except parking in your parking. And I had to have an emissary go before me to do that. I sent sick Pastor Luke on it. And I had to do that just to get his phone number. But listen to me right now. I'm in the Holy Ghost right here. I'm telling you that the Spirit of the Lord is moving up and down the aisles of this sanctuary even tonight. Ah, I feel the angels of the Lord walking up and down, looking down the aisles, searching, looking for somebody to say, yep, I'm in. Looking for somebody to say, yep, I'm not going to miss this. Yep, I've been sitting back, but I'm not sitting back anymore. Ah. Come on, he's looking for somebody that'll say, you know what? We've come too far. We've come too far to turn back now. We're going to see this thing through. You've not seen the greatest revival that this church has ever seen, but you're about to see it. It's on an expedited schedule tonight. God is working right now, and he's looking for somebody here that'll say, I'm in, God. I'm going to defend it. Watch. Lift your hands right now. Watch this. Listen, I'm going to give you word right here from the Lord. I'm going to give you a word from the Lord. Listen to me. You are not, you are not overwhelmed 
You are not outnumbered, but God is fighting for you, and God is in the midst of you, and God will do a work that you cannot. He just needs you to yoke up with him and watch him do what he does best, and that's do battle on the behalf of his people. Come on, somebody. I want you to connect with that right now. Watch. You can sit. You can sit. Watch. I am a firm believer. God, please don't let me break my ankle. I am a firm believer that everything that happens in the natural, there is a spiritual parallel to it. Listen to me right here. We, we have succumbed and backed up to a minority voice for too long. Listen to me right here. Do you know that only 1% of the population is making the most noise in our country and getting the most accomplished? Now, I know you don't believe this, but there is a small percentage in the church that are saying, it's good enough the way it is. I don't care about moving any further than this. But I want the majority to hear me right now. You better make up your mind that you're going to silence. You don't have to do it physically, but you can do it spiritually. I said you can do it spiritually. Ah, the Bible said, if my people which are called by my name uh, shall humble themselves and pray uh, and seek my face, uh, then, then will I hear from God. I'm telling you what we need tonight. It's just the majority of you to find a place of intercession, to find a place of travail, uh, to find a place of prayer uh, until God moves like he's telling us. He's going to move in this last day. Come on, who's in? Who's in? Who wants to defend hell's half acre? Who wants to have victory on hell's half acre? Let, 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 let me hurry. Let me hurry. a little group of two men that said, let's see what God can do. A group that steps out from the shade tree of the pomegranate and said, let's have a move of God. What is that? move of God. Well, I can tell you that it's not running the aisles and dancing and shouting like we do as Pentecostals. I can tell you that. That's, that's all good. There's nothing wrong with it. 
But let me tell you what a move of God is. It's when the drug addict and the drunk stagger in the back door. It's when a backslider makes their way back to the house of God. It's when the prodigal comes home. It's when the denominal preacher walks in the back door and said, I need something. Come on. And there's enough of the power and glory of God in the house uh, that God begins to move upon their heart. Uh, and the backslider is restored and renewed and the prodigal is welcomed home. Uh, come on. Uh, and the denominal preacher is baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, Come on, are you hearing me right now? And the drug addict and the drunk are set free and delivered that night. That's a move of God when we reach into hell's half acre and pull them out and put them on God's territory. You can sit Jonathan and his armor bearer. They marched up to the Philistine outpost and achieved what an army could not. Victory. I don't know what the churches are like in this community, but I do know this. It is the will of God for this church to be the biggest, most powerful Come on, somebody. I said it is the will of God for this church to be the biggest, the most powerful, the most anointed, the most glory-filled church in the whole county. It is the will of God. I feel something in the Holy Ghost. I feel God starting to move into some of you right now. You're getting something down inside of you that said, oh yeah, I'm ready to fight for that. Whatever it takes, I'm ready to see that happen. I'm tired of empty seats on either side of me. I want God to fill it up with drug addicts and drunks and broken families and backsliders and sinners. Come on, somebody. I want God to fill this place up. Breaking, breaking, this night I am breaking the wall of resistance to the moving of my spirit that I desire to pour out amongst this my people. Do not be afraid, do not fear, but understand that I desire to move you forward but you must follow. You cannot sit still. You must move toward me and watch what I'll do through you. Come on, I need you to stand right now. The Holy Ghost is moving. I got some more I could say, but I feel like God's about to do something miraculous and supernatural. 
Now, I'm not talking about healing right now. I'm talking about he's going to supernaturally empower you to do battle and do battle until you get victory on hell's half acre. I don't know where hell's half acre is in your life, but you know where it is right now. And God's saying, I'm about to give you victory. If you'll plug in, if you'll connect with me, I'm going to work with you, and you will be victorious. Come on. Come on. I'm not begging you to come tonight. I'm not begging you to come tonight. If what the Holy Ghost has spoken in this place tonight isn't enough to prompt you, I don't know what to tell you. I'm telling you, God's getting ready to do a work in this place like you have never seen before. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. But somebody's going to have to fight on hell's half acre to pull them out, to pull them back into God's territory. Come on. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost. Empower tonight. Strengthen tonight. Ah, oh, get ready, Frankfurt, Indiana. Get ready, Frankfurt, Indiana. There's about to be a move of God that's going to turn you upside down. It's going to be birthed in this place. It's going to be birthed in this place. Come on, come on, come on. Let us go up. Let us go up. Let us go up and see what God will do. Come on, come on. I want you to tell the Lord right now, I'm following you, God. I don't know what's going to happen when we get there, but I'm trusting you. You're going to give us victory. Come on, you're going to take out the enemy that's kept us uh, from being able to move forward. Uh, oh, in the name of Jesus. God, we're at a crossroad. You know the crossroad tonight, God. Let us move forward in you. Let us see what you'll do as we follow you tonight. Come on. Come on, you need to cry out in the Holy Ghost. You need to let a spirit of intercession and travail get a hold of you right now. To break through into that realm of the Spirit that will assure you victory in Jesus' name. Come on, come on, that's it. Come on. Jonathan said there's no restraint. There's no restraint to the Lord. 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 Come on. To save by many or by few. Come on. Come on. Quit letting the minority dictate the direction of this assembly. Rise up. Rise up. Rise up. If God be for us, who can be against us? Come on, that's it. Come on, I need to hear some Holy Ghost tongue talking going on right now. Come on, let it just be like the voice of a trumpet right now everywhere in this building. Let the Holy Ghost spring out of you like rivers of living water. Come on. 
Come on, God's fighting for you. God's fighting for you. God's fighting for you. God's fighting for you. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on, you're breaking through right now. You're breaking through right now. Come on, you're breaking through right now. Feel it in the Holy Ghost. You're breaking through into that realm of victory right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Hirolomo Sataya. Hilamahaya. Satalalalabakaya. on, come on, no matter what the weapon is, no matter what the weapon is, we win, we win, we win, no weapon formed against you is going to prosper, come on, you're a child of the living God, stay connected to him tonight, stay connected to him tonight, stay connected to him. Come on, you can't sit on the sideline. You can't sit on the sideline. You've got to get in the game right now. Come on, it's too late to be waiting. It's too late to be observing. You've got to get in the game. You've got to be a part of what God's doing right now in this place. Hey. Lift your hands everywhere right now. Lift your hands everywhere. I want you to receive this right now. God wants to turn your maybe into a miracle right now. Come on, everywhere in this building, God wants to turn your maybe into a miracle. Come on, it's not going to be a maybe when you walk out of here tonight. It's going to become a miracle. You're going to begin to see it come to pass in the next few days in the name of Jesus. It's not going to be a maybe anymore. Ha. Ah, come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Come on, receive that promise from God right now. It's my miracle. It's my miracle. It's my miracle. It's my miracle. God, I smite down every spirit of fear, every spirit of doubt, 
every spirit of anger and misunderstanding, I smite it in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I lose fresh faith among your people in this house. Let this people birth the mighty move of revival that you have promised. God, let it not back up. Let it not move to the right or to the left. But let us stand and defend what belongs to us according to your word. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's it. Claim it. Claim it. Claim it. Come on, put your hand on somebody's shoulder close to you right now. I don't want you to pray. I want you to pray in a Holy Ghost prayer right now. So, well, preacher, I, don't I need to know what I'm praying? No, God will know what you're praying. Just lay your hand on somebody and pray in the Holy Ghost right now. In the name of Jesus.
lift your hands all over the room right now. Just entertain the spirit of the Lord that is in the room. Just entertain the presence of the Lord right now. Hallelujah. 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 Would you thank Bishop St. Clair for preaching to us tonight? God spoke, God spoke some specific things to me tonight. I, I, a few moments during the preaching tonight, I'm, I'm not sure if anybody else was in the room because it was just me and the preacher and God. Brother St. Clair, you came and brought a word that I needed tonight, and I thank you for preaching to me tonight. This week, I believe, I believe it was Pastor Danny that I was talking to. And he was talking about being in a room. If it was somebody else, forgive me, I'll blame it on Brother Danny. He's talking about being in a room when somebody's talking. And he said, here's the issue. We were talking about our hearing. And he said, if I ever pick up a conversation of somebody across the room, if I ever pick that conversation up, he said, my ability to be able to hear the person that I'm talking to goes way down. Because was that you, Brother Danny? Was that you? He said, there's something with my hearing. He said, when I, when I pick up that conversation of somebody sitting at the table across the restaurant, he said, I can't even hear people sitting at, the own table, at my own table. He said, all, he said, all I do is hear what is being said from across the room. I don't understand that, but yet I too suffer background noise. Anybody identify? You're getting old with me. My wife teaches the kids prayer, the first scripture that she goes to and teaches. Psalms chapter 8, I believe it is that our praise, what does it do? What does it do? What does it do? Silences the voice of the enemy of God. Our praise silences the voice of the enemy of God. Many of you know the devil's a liar. I wanna, I'm not going to re-preach what's been said. He did a great job tonight. Thank you. And I always hate it when I preach and somebody gets up behind me and preaches, but I got a word. I got I to get this out. Because the Lord spoke to me while I was standing right up here in the front tonight and said, the voice that you have been hearing, and I felt to tell the congregation this tonight, the voice that you have been hearing that is telling you 
you are overwhelmed is a lie. That's the voice. You're picking up the voice that is over here in your ear. It's not the voice of God. It's not even the voice of your flesh that tells you you're too tired. You're weary. Because the Bible said, be not weary in well-doing. Because we know by faith that we're going to reap if we faint not. The voice that's telling us that we're, we're alone and that we're in this by ourselves and that there's more against us than what there is than is for us. All of that is the voice from across the room. It's the voice of the enemy that is a lie that is speaking into our ear. But I heard the voice of God tonight say, I'm for you and if I be for you, who can be against you? Come on, the battle's not too great for you tonight. I pray that there's some people that got a hold of what was preached tonight and feel like rising up and and beating your your plows and in 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 and and you you get your you get a sword in your hand and declare I'm ready to go to war. I'm ready to go to war. I'm ready to go to battle. I want us to leave here tonight not listening to the voice of the enemy, but clearly hearing what God has said to the church tonight. There are some walls that fell down tonight. There's some walls that have come down tonight. Come on, we've got to get praise in our heart, praise in our spirit. I dare you to walk into that camp meeting on Tuesday night, on Wednesday night, or Thursday night, or Friday night, and walk in and declare the walls have fallen around this city. Come on, my praise is a weapon. My praise is a weapon. There is victory already declared before we ever get to camp meeting. We are going to walk out of this house tonight declaring, my praise is my weapon. My praise is my weapon. It defeats the enemy because he doesn't understand how in the middle of chaos I can still give praise unto the Lord. Oh, come on, all over this room, lift up your voice and lift up a shout of praise unto the Lord tonight.